And I'm so-and-so. Warning. This podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This. I am James. I'm Russ. And I'm Fry. And I just watched Polisidu or Theory. Goodness, goodness gracious. What a long, long, long movie. <laughs> it wasn't that long. Um, it was only like two and a half hours. If I have one complaint is that it was a little bit too long. But I think we could have gotten more so characters' many, backstories was, in there. I was God, no, it's enough. I was this close to like coming onto the podcast wearing sunglasses and being like, let me remove my cooling glasses. Um, Can we appreciate there, the phrase cooling glasses? It's a really I good phrase. phrase. It's really good. And I think that it should just replace sunglasses. It's so much better. Yeah, I, I um, really don't see why we need the word sunglasses anymore. Uh, yeah, glasses. Cooling glasses. It's a stupid word. It's like, oh, hold on, let me before we go out, I'll just get my cooling glasses. It's so much better. I don't know. I have so many things to say about the movie, but it's hard to categorize so the music is fantastic. The dancing is incredible. The action scenes are great. The I think it's a little bit, in fact, it's a lot reductive to compare Indian action movies to 80s cinema because although they do have a takeoff point, it's so much better than that ever was. People who love 80s cinema, I think they tend to forget what it was really like and really how, by modern standards, dull it was. That is not a problem in this movie, despite the length. Well, that's like, why the, the the cream rises to the top, as Macho Man would have us remember. And like the, yeah. the, the ones that hold over, that even the ones like weren't appreciated in their time, they have stuck around. And so it's like 80s but, cinema, yeah, it was garbage. But you have ones like The Thing. You have ones like RoboCop. You, you have movies no, no, like... No, you're, yeah. you're, you're going too smart. No, I'm talking about like Commando. <laughs> okay, and Commando like, not... is a masterpiece, and I will hear no slight against it. <laughs> I love Commando. There's a place in my heart for Commando, but this is be- this movie is better than Commando. And it fills all the same niches and more, possibly too many more, but that's okay. The tone shifts, even though you had warned me about them, were a lot to deal with. They're jarring, <laughs> like I, aren't I, they? I felt like I was on an emotional roller coaster, even though I knew what was going to happen. It was incredible. We're going from a dance um, number to, oh yeah, this poor girl's been raped to death. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. And I all and I almost got a sense of like if they had taken it one second farther, it would have gone from being a tragic scene to a rape joke that would have been extremely inappropriate. Yeah. Like they were this close, and I, whoever that editor is, knew what they were doing because they were writing that line, and I would not have appreciated that. That would have been gross, <laughs> but they that, got away with it. That's a, an oft overlooked skill: the ability to prevent a joke from going too far. There needs to be an Oscars category for that. Well, what they did in this case was prevent it from being a joke, which is pretty important. Well, yeah, it yes, remains yeah. a solemn and and messed up scene in the movie, and you're supposed to think that. But if the dialogue had gone on for like one more line, you would have been like, "Are they making a rape joke in this? Like, this is messed up." Would, would this it, be I don't know. Like it was best best handling of a serious subject in a comedy. <laughs> no, I think it's called no, best it be that. 
the best handling would have been to not have something that serious in this movie, I the think. Best usage of the word Belgium in a serious drama? <laughs> Goodness gracious. No, I I, I, I don't know. I, I would recommend everyone watch this at least once, just to see if you like it. This is a great gauge for what what kinds of movies you like, because it's got a lot of stuff in it. And if you've got five <laughs> hours, watch it twice. Oh, God, it's so long. It's not that long. You know, Bollywood has like four-hour-long movies just at a normal. And this was, this yeah, was a very I, sensible I think one. The problem, I think the problem with this movie is I found this, maybe because it's not historical, it takes place in sort of more closer to modern day, I found it more engaging than like a period piece drama mm. or like a, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was like, oh, these are modern people with modern problems. But I just had to take a couple of breaks. It was like a lot. But yeah, I, I didn't dislike it. It was good. Yeah. I, I do think Indian cinema gives you better value for your, your ticket price than American movies. You're, you're getting oh. like two full movies in there for the price of a single ticket. Yeah, that's true. You're not going to be wanting for more film when you leave yeah, the You will be satisfied. It is a good full meal of a movie. Yes. And then some. And then the dance numbers. <laughs> but honestly, the the dance and song is my favorite part. Like, the action was great. That's, like, number two. I love the dance and the song. It's it's. I'm not sure I love all the metaphors in the love song. Some of them are a little <laughs> bit... A little bit... What's the word? Old-fashioned? But what kind of word can I use for it? They're it, a bit it, on the nose. I will say this very freely... This is not a movie that is outwardly supporting cast murders, and so I'm going to give him props for that because it's like yeah, as far as enough. cinema goes. No, you know what, Russ? You you have a point there. It's like, Remove yeah, the... it's old fashioned, but it's not like, hey, he, let's stone this guy in the street because he was born with the wrong last name. Like, yeah, no, that you know. is true. That is very true. And I also have to say, I think I like Indian Ghost Batman. I think that's a really cool comic book character. <laughs> and and they should just do a whole series, like a whole TV series. Like, it's How very great cool. was that turn at the end? Just all the news, uh, the news reporters being like, is he a ghost? Is he a god? I don't know. Well, you guys made it seem like he might be. Obviously, no. he's not. He's yeah, you know, he's he's, I could, he's Batman. I tell except in he's that not moment rich. that you took that that way, where it was like, yeah. not like I was like, ah, he missed that one. That's well, that's because Fry. That's what because that's what Fry said because he was being, you know, I, a, I said only true words. So and so, you were being a so and so. But anyway, <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I feel like we should redo the intro, and I'll say, and I'm so-and-so. <laughs> you can say that on the... No, don't wait. No, I was going to say the outro, but no, don't interrupt me on the outro. That will mess me up. <laughs> I will interrupt you on the outro. Gotcha. Gotcha. Damn it. All right. Well, boys, what do we have today? It was independent horror, wasn't it? Which is a oh, yeah. very so easy to category to fulfill, because yes. quite a lot of horror movies are independent, because it's easy to make independent horror movies, because fake blood is cheap. Mm. However, we went with uh, an interesting choice this go around. I will, I'll call it an interesting choice, and I tried my very best to theme untitled text today around our interesting choice. Now, I will remind the standings. Uh, that is Fry eighty seven, James ninety two. We had an off what, week what? last week because I was in Las Vegas a fucking again because I love that place. Unlike 
at least 33% of this podcast. <laughs> I, I would, I, I think, I don't know, Fry, Fry, what do you think? I tolerate it and you hate it, or is it the other way around? No, I, I, I love Las Vegas. I love going there. Okay, so it's just me. I don't, don't want to be you. there more than 48 hours at a time, but <laughs> I enjoy those 48 hours I... to be sure. Damn, do I love Las Vegas. I've never not had a good time there. I um, think if Las Vegas was in a colder climate, I could deal with it. <laughs> well, today's Untitled.Text, you're going to get a lot of them, I think, because I picked mm. an obscure category, and then I made very easy questions. Okay? Yay! <laughs> okay, so our our Untitled.Text category is specifically folk horror. Ah. Okay. 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 So all of these answers will be a folk horror movie. Now, all I'm going to do is take the IMDb plot summary of this folk <laughs> horror movie and read it at you. Okay. Oh man. All right. This is this is designed to make us look like idiots. The okay, only hint I will give is the year, and here's the worst part. Once again, you're only getting one guess. No, that's fair. That that seems like the way to do it. Right. I, I appreciate that rule beforehand. I yes. think it keeps things civil. Yes. Okay, here we go. A young couple is trapped in a remote town where a dangerous religious cult of children believes that everyone... Children of the corn. That's the one. Yep. Okay, now some of these are very, very recent because folk horror has undergone a bit of a renaissance ever since 2015 with... Some director named Robert Eggers doing some <laughs> some little picture that didn't make a lot of news that I'm probably forgetting somewhere along the way. In 1905, a drifter on a dangerous mission to rescue his kidnapped sister tangles with a sinister religious cult on an isolated island. Oh, God. I know what this is. <laughs> 2018. Yeah, I, I know what this is. Um, I, I want to throw out a joke guess. This is this doesn't yes. count as my guess. This is just hilarious. It's Escape from Go New for York, it. right? Ah. <laughs> no, oh no, God! I think I know what this is, but I can't think of it. Do you know what Kurt Russell's stunt double's name on Escape from New York was? It's got to be Snake, right? No. Oh, Russell Kurt. That was Dick Warlock. <laughs> Oh, shit, that's a cool name. Why was he not the... I mean, Kurt Russell's great and all, but I want to see a movie starring Kurt, Dick Warlock. Kurt Russell yeah, got you second billing behind Dick Warlock. Yeah. Do you think they called him Mr. Warlock? I mean... I mean, I think he I referred him by to. his full name. It's a title, after R- all. Which Mr. is Dick Richard Warlock. Warlock. No, not yeah. Mr., just the. The Dick Warlock. Uh, hmm. Well, so I can see we have a lot of legs on that one. You want to throw one out there, James? Can you give us the he, year the movie was made? I did, 2018. Oh, 2018. He did, he did. Also, you guessed already. You guessed Escape from New York. He did say that was a joke guess. Ah, fine. To be fair, I don't really have a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> I I cannot think of the title of this ding-dang movie, but I know what you're talking about. That would about. be Apostle. Yeah. I've, Dang it. I know the word Apostle, and that is all the, the information I have about <laughs> this movie. All right. Several of these we have watched for this podcast, so I'm I'm choosing my timings <laughs> carefully. A group of old college friends reunite for a trip to a forest in Sweden 
but encounter Mid- a mim- midsummer. midsummer. Oh no, and no, boys. That was the ritual. Oh, I will. Yeah. I will finish that question. Uh, but yes. encounter a menacing presence there that is stalking them. We should have let him finish the question, Fry. It wouldn't have mattered. I don't know the movie. The <laughs> Didn't ritual. see the ritual, did you? No. I don't think I saw That's it. It's pretty good. I'm yeah, like I probably. Yeah. A young woman goes on a solo vacation to the English countryside following the death oh. of her ex-husband. What was that called? Men? That's the one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That one stuck in my mind because of the constant birth giving scene at the end. I will never forget that. <laughs> Several for as as births. Live. It didn't scar Most... me. I just consider it a lot. <laughs> they, they should have won the award for uh, most births in the climax of a movie. I think they should have won the won the award for most indelible scene. <laughs> most indelible scene. Yeah. An ancient creature is awakened from its slumber near an Irish village and goes oh. on a rampage, killing anyone in sight. Ooh, that could be a number of movies. Could be, but think folk horror. What? Can you give us the year on that, 1986. Sir? Okay, not the movie I was thinking of. Leprechaun. Ooh, interesting guess. No. Uh, Leprechaun did I not happen in I don't think any of the Leprechaun movies are actually set in Ireland, are they? I mean, it feels like they should be. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. My What Are You Watching is very set in Ireland. Oh, shit. Oh, no, it the was year... Hellboy. <laughs> no, the year one more time, please. 1986. I feel like if I don't get this, I'm going to feel like a ding-dong. Da- ding you won't. Okay. All right, well, go ahead. Uh, the answer is Rawhead Rex. No, I've never heard of that, so I don't feel that. You didn't hear of it. It's based on a story by Clive Barker? I am what you might call an on-again, off-again fan of Clive Barker. Well, here He's the... a real hit-or-miss kind of guy. Well, I have a quirk in that I confuse this movie with another very similar one. And so I'll give you the one I confuse it with next. This okay. is 1988. After a tragic accident, a man conjures up a towering, vengeful demon. To destroy a group of unsuspecting teenagers. That could be a lot of movies, too. I'm at somewhat of a disadvantage on this. Not being a fan <laughs> of the entire genre. Yeah, you're not really a big horror guy. Good news, Fry. I don't know what this movie is. I'm going to call this... Uh, well, hang on. Since Freddy vs. Jason. I was interrupting you, and I'm not going to count that guest because I was interrupting you. Um, I will give you a couple of hints on this one. Okay. Uh, okay. It stars Lance Henriksen, and Ooh. in his directorial debut, creature effects master Stan Winston directed this picture. Oh, shit. Remember, folk horror. This is folk horror. This isn't like Freddy or... No, I know, I know. Michael and Myers or that nonsense. Yet. And the year? 1988. The, the part that's getting me is the towering creature part. That's the part that's killing me, It's right? very towering. When we say, are, mm. is this like skyscraper towering or like 10 foot tall? Oh, a good tower? 10 feet. Good 10 feet okay. tall. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. I was imagining sort of, you know, that creature from the mist. Um, oh, no, no, no. Not like blocking no. out the clouds. Not like that. I was kind of picturing Godzilla okay. there. And, and clearly I'm yeah. on the wrong scale. Well, that, okay, that, that puts me in a different, gosh, that sounds, Stan, so Stan Winston directed Directed, it? yes. Damn it, that sounds familiar. 
<laughs> I don't think I, I I'm not on my game tonight. I don't have this. One. That's all right. These are all the, like this is why I took it easy because that was yeah. Pumpkinhead. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That's I did not realize Pumpkinhead had a plot. So that's my <laughs> well, I bad. just described basically everything. Um, the yeah. whole plot right there. That's so my bad. I waited this heavy on the front. Now there's four left. These I'm being a little bit more generous with. A Puritan police sergeant arrives in a Scottish island village in search of a missing girl who the pagan locals claim never existed. 1973. Ooh. The prototypical folk horror movie. What year was this set in? Can you tell us that? It, it was made in 1973 and set about 1973. Oh, okay. Didn't know there oh, were a lot of no. Puritan police officers operating in. And it, it's a very big plot point in that he is an observing Puritan. He's a weirdo. Yeah, I mean, if you were a Puritan and it were really any time, you would be a weirdo. Yeah, it was um, basically their whole thing. Yeah, he's very much a weirdo. As I don't have a guess, I would like to entertain you with an interesting perspective, historical perspective I heard on the Puritans recently. Uh, in U.S. <laughs> history, it was taught that they can nice hijack to escape. <laughs> thank you to escape religious persecution. But in Europe, it's often taught that they left to go practice their extremist religious views in the states, and I think that's very interesting. And I don't know that I disagree that much with it and that's how truth works because yes yeah. both of those things are true they're both true yeah they're both very true can we send the extremist religious people somewhere else to practice their views i think every couple hundred years we should <laughs> I, I hear canada's I, open i don't gets have to a decide lot? who's extremist as a firm believer in eugenics i don't have a lot of controversial beliefs but uh, i do think that penal <laughs> colonies are the most humane form of permanent punishment I, if your religion prevents you from having babies with someone else, then you're okay. All the other ones we need to talk about. Well, boys, that was um, the Wicker Man. Oh. oh okay. you, wait, are you telling me the original one didn't have Nicolas Cage in a bear suit? The original one had Christopher fucking Lee. Oh, shit. That, I, I never saw the original. Oh, you need, okay. to, you need to watch it yesterday. It's, I Now that I know that it has Christopher Lee in yeah, it, he, I he agree with you. He is a sociopath. He's great. I mean, he's Christopher Lee. He does everything amazing. That is true. A couple travels to Sweden. Midsummer. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> if I didn't guess it, Fry would have. What do you want? Uh, a couple I, I was going to let a few more details come out before I guessed it this time. Fry, you fool. Jump on the opportunity. Every Swedish movie is not Midsommar, but 50% of them are. A couple of travels to Sweden, Sweden and we're talking about folk horror. God, that movie was good. I really enjoyed that. A long time ago, in a distant fairy tale countryside, a young girl leads her little brother into a dark wood. Gretel. Hansel. Gretel. It was, it was called Gretel. It was not called Gretel. Damn. Oh. Hans, Gretel and Hansel. That's the one. It was Gretel That's and Hansel. The... God damn it. I gave that one away. <laughs> I got you on a technicality. You, you know what? You, I shot myself in my own foot with that one. You you earned that. Uh, what we I mean, I'm gonna get the point, but what we can do is acknowledge in our hearts that you knew what it was. <laughs> we can acknowledge in our hearts. That and five dollars will get you a coffee. Um in <laughs> a family in sixteen thirties New England is torn apart 
by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. That could be a lot of movies. 1630. I don't think there was a lot going on in the 1630s. 16, now, hold on a sec. 1630 was not the year the movie was released. 2015. Could you tell us the... What? Oh, 2015. Okay. Is this the witch? That's the one. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. I believe it's the witch. Yeah, the yeah, v- I, I wasn't v- sure if I had to pronounce v- the V's. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> well, that would be four to James and one to Fry. <laughs> That's about Take how I think of that category to go. <laughs> that is 96, James and Fry, 88. All things considered, Fry, you did rather well. Yeah, I'm glad I got one, and I would have gotten uh, Midsommar eventually. And <laughs> I was close on Gretel, so that's yeah. like two almost points. I like to think that we are like slowly and gently expanding your appreciation of, <laughs> of the horror genre through the podcast in a very, very indirect way that will take many, many decades. Well, let's talk about... Anyway. Speaking of which, let's talk about independent horror. Yes. So, uh, we bring you... Well, I guess this is 2021, or perhaps 1843. <laughs> because this is the last thing Mary saw. Oh, interesting. It's a great title. It, it really it is. It, it does. It does make you wonder, like, what's going on. It, and, it appeals to your stupid brain. You're like, what, what was well, it? What was the last thing she saw? <laughs> and yes, you are shown the last thing Mary saw. Excellent. Yeah. You'll get to see it if you stick around long enough. Mm. I will say, in contrast to last week's movie or last time's movie, uh, yeah. this comes in at 89 minutes. So you don't have to Excellent. worry about this being a long one like you did with uh, the last one. We're off to uh, when it comes to horror movies. I'd say we're off to a good start. And, I, the super long ones are not usually as good. And we know my prejudices around horror movies, namely that I don't think they should exist. And so yes. the <laughs> shortest one possible was the one I went with. Uh, <laughs> so, You're not uh, exactly drumming it up for me, pal. Well, I I think kind of I almost need to do the opposite here because you know I'm not a fan of horror movies, and you are. So the more I dislike mm-hmm. it the more likely you are to enjoy it. Mm, okay, let's see where you're going with this. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, well, I like some horror movies. I don't like all of them. Russ will casually watch a Serbian film oh, in yeah. an afternoon. I don't like I am that a movie. It's fucking too much degenerate. So, yeah. so this, this is actually a good starting point. What, what for you, James, takes a horror movie too far... And you're like, oh, yeah, I don't want to watch this anymore. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't really like gore or torture. I like okay. the implications of those things. Fuck me running. I would have missed that bet. Well, okay. Maybe it's only when compared to you, Russ. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind seeing a little bit of that in the movie if it serves the story. But it's really not why I'm there if you take it. You know, I'm there for what they leave up to your imagination. That's okay. the scariest thing that you can ever do. That's such a fun question you bring up there, Fry, because I, I have a couple of film groups that I belong to, and I've had to pitch films in the past, and <laughs> I've pitched one, and then they've all agreed to watch it, and then I go back and rewatch it not with my eyes, like how another <laughs> observer might like, what if I see this movie. I'm like... Oh, 
this might be problematic. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what's funny? I've done that same thing with my parents. I'll (laughs) recommend a movie to them and then go back and watch it and be like, oh, shit. And I'll call and be like, don't watch it. (laughs) Don't watch it. No, take, take it back to Blockbuster. You have made me reflect in this moment where it's like, what pushes a horror movie too far for me? And the answer is absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah, I like, didn't think I've, there was a I've, line I've for seen, you, I've seen every extreme movie, even like the really weird ones from like the early 90s where all the special effects were weird, and it's like those Carnival yeah. of Gore ones. It's like, fuck off. You're not, you're, you're not going to touch me. I, I, I don't like slasher movies, and in my mind this makes sense. By extension, I don't like torture porn because it's basically Fair. the same yeah. thing in my, in my mind. And I was but, having this discussion with Fry earlier. Torture porn and the really gory stuff to me just looks like itchy and scratchy. Oh, yeah. It's, no, like, it's I a cartoon. I'm no. not watching anything real I, happening. I totally get that mindset, but gosh, that trigger does not flip in my brain. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. It's just like, oh, yeah, here's someone being very could, mutilated. Yeah, I can see where it could do that. Like Now, I will say this. I thought Human Centipede was hilarious. <laughs> but I don't, I, So I don't know what my limit is. Maybe I just have, you know, but anyway. Well, uh, this is not a torture porn movie. It's not no. a slasher movie. Good. Uh, there's, okay, there's cool. A, a little bit of blood. It, it's not like they, yeah. they totally cheaped out on that. Uh, yeah. There's a little bit of torture, too. We'll get to that soon. But it's not bloody torture. The, the torture is good torture. Yeah. Now, now, Russ. All right. All right well, for, for, I just continue. I won't interrupt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is set in 1843 in, in some rural-ass part of New York. And... <laughs> They call that upstate, Fry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good thing my wife doesn't listen to this podcast. Anyway, yes. uh, we focus in on this one farmhouse. It's pretty isolated. There's a family living there, and they've they've got a problem. The problem is that the family's eldest daughter and the family's housemaid are in lesbians with each other. Okay. And... Oh, right. It's 1840s. I forgot. Right. And while this isn't causing anyone any problems, it's also the worst problem this family has ever had unless (laughs) you dealt with harshly and swiftly. Oh, God. That's my favorite part. They're not setting lesbian fires. They're not stealing lesbian cars. They're just having some nice scissor sessions. And this is the worst thing that could be. (laughs) This is absolutely the worst. The worst problem this town has ever had. Sorry. Continue, please. Yeah. So what's a family to do when faced with just a just an intolerable situation like this? Well, they summon the family matriarch to the house. <laughs> and she's credited as the matriarch. I'm not sure she, <laughs> she has is. a name. The only way to defeat a lesbian is to summon a stronger lesbian. Stronger lesbian. <laughs> well, if she is Everybody a lesbian, she keeps it. Very well hidden. Uh, it, it does not come up <laughs> oh, in this okay. movie for sure. Oh, it's not that kind of movie, Don. Did you see her arthritic fingers? Oh my god, my fingers are going to look like that when I'm old. Holy <laughs> shit! Her like finger jobs would be a like she has got built-in rib for her pleasure. Yeah, oh my absolutely. Goodness. Sadly, I doubt she's using it for those purposes. <laughs> so, now I've got a head cannon that's totally not this movie. <laughs> it's very much not this movie. Okay. So they're talking to the matriarch and they're like, look, here's what you got to do. You're just going to give your housemaid to your brother. Uh, <laughs> now, I had some questions about how the employment laws work. In As this in movie. This transfer is not a movie ownership or you said give. So that's transfer ownership. Carnally. Yes. Means. 
That is yeah. That is exactly what they mean. They're just going to give her to this other family, and she will be their housemaid from now on. Gross. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. No. Not not the greatest people. I should say this movie opens with a a quote from noted theologian John Calvin. Well, it's not explicitly stated. I think you're meant to assume these are Calvinists. Okay. The the amount of not fun they have makes me think they're Calvinists. I don't want to talk about Calvin right now. Well, you might after you watch this movie. Uh, It's not going to make you feel any better about him. No, it certainly won't. Large parts of me are neo-Calvinist, but we'll get into that later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Here we go. So they bring over the brother and explain the whole situation to him. And then he's like, well, I mean, sounds like you got some sinning going on in this house. I don't know that I want to bring a sinner into my house. This is just abominable. This is awful. Why it'll curse the very floors. And they they determine that after that he will take her after putting her through some corrections. Uh Oh, is this where the torture comes in? It, this is where the torture comes in. Their version of corrections is is not one I was familiar with. They would have the girls kneel on rice, on uncooked rice on the floor, while Ouch. reciting verses from the Bible, and everyone oh, so just stands around watching them cry. And so it's boring verses. and painful and embarrassing. Now, here's yes. the good news, boys. This whole podcast has been a long con because I would like I to introduce it. my new Pornhub channel. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. He was going to say, and guys, this is my new thing. I got, I definitely got those vibes from the first scene. Like the movie isn't going for as like a sexual vibe at all, but the scene of like the two of them kneeling on rice and just the stern puritanically dressed family, just looking down at them. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is accidentally a kink. And someone is getting off. Yeah, of this. and the the best part about this is there is nothing sexual about any of like the love scene. Yeah. When they're shagging, they're wearing eight layers of clothes. Yeah. Yeah. The closest thing to sexual uh imagery in this movie is that one of the girls winks at the other once and they they smile once or twice. Which well, they Calvinists, kiss. of course. Are not supposed to, to smile. There's a really extended kiss, but that's about it. Yeah, there's one kiss. So hide the smile, for it is forbidden. I should mention the framing device of the movie. In the framing device, Mary is being interrogated by a police officer. Uh, Mary is wearing okay. a blindfold with blood leaking out from behind it. Ew. And he is asking her, what the fuck happened at that house? Uh, and this is this movie is her retelling. Oh, what the fuck okay. So they house. okay. So they do like a retro. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. I'm into it. The opening scene sets up more than what you're expecting because mm. they have her blindfold, like bloodily blindfolded, and they're like recite the Lord's prayer, and they're like holding up guns at her, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. The, the All scene right. of someone being forced to recite the Lord's prayer at gunpoint even though they don't know it's gunpoint because they are blind is <laughs> is just an interesting scene and really does set the movie off on the right tone yeah i think so so they have their first night of correction and a couple of threads start to develop one the brother isn't sure she's corrected enough <laughs> 
really don't want to risk bringing a sinful person into your house. We better do a few more of these sessions. I think I see where this is. The, maybe the brother's name is Johnny Sins. Oh, I thought his name was going to be John Rapes a lot. <laughs> you, James, you do not know who Johnny Sins is. I do not. Okay. No. Picture me, but with a giant dick. Anyway, he's a porn. <laughs> he's a porn star. He's a porn star. <laughs> Russ, I don't know the names of any porn stars. Well, how do you know who to look up on Pornhub? I just search random stuff until I find something uh, that looks cool. Word. Shout out to John. Hey, on how to face. find the best stuff on Pornhub. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah, anyway. So the girls, meanwhile, are are trying to figure out what they can do about the situation. The answer is largely not a lot. Lar- uh, largely nothing at this point in time, yeah. They have no means of transportation off the farm. They seem to be a good Except way. Except for their rice encrusted feet, uh, knees. Remember, it's knees. 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 Oh, it's knees! knees. You're Stand, quite right. Standing on rice is not nearly so bad as kneeling on rice. It's not great. I mean, neither's fun, but I'd rather stand on it than kneel on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, at one point, one of them says, "My knees are going to break," and the brother just says, "Then they'll break." Real, they, real great family here. But they can have sex about it. Yeah, I figured. I figured, yeah. I'm, I, I am overselling this sex thing. There is no sex in this movie. There is absolutely yeah, no not a sex sexy in movie in any way. No, it doesn't sound sexy. It sounds kind of... This sounds like the kind of movie that after I watch it, I'll get up and like pull out my phone to call like a really religious person I know. And then right before I dial the number, put it away and be like, no. <laughs> no. Got a movie you need to watch. My, I shouldn't be yelling at someone <laughs> for something they didn't do. <laughs> they would have done this. They didn't make this movie <laughs> like this. Yeah. It, it is worth pointing out that if this if this movie were filmed in in a way as to be uh, sexy, yeah, it it still wouldn't work because the places they're no. having sex are in a farmhouse attic and a yeah. chicken coop, the two yeah. dirtiest places in the world. <laughs> well, so I've actually been in chicken coops, and let me just tell you. Yes, yes, we've all been is... in chicken coops. Okay, <laughs> I've been enough. in a chicken coop several. Then, then you know the smell is not yeah, sexy. It's real bad. It's re- it's a real bad smell. It's a real bad vibe. The chickens are kind of jerks about the whole thing. Uh, well, no I've never had sex. Actually. Well, now hold on. I've never had sex in a chicken coop. So, Fry, it, you. You uh, uh, go ahead of me there. Well, the the chickens are jerks about everything you do in a chicken coop, including <laughs> feeding them and cleaning for them. So I assume sex, they're just no, going to be you, right no, assholes. No, feeding them, you just scatter it on no, the No, they're, they're assholes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not saying they're not assholes. Well, only the roosters. That's I was a fine. small child the last time I was in a chicken coop, and so that may oh, have something to do with how I feel about they, these birds. They saw you as prey, yes. Let, let me just say, I've never once in my whole life felt guilty about eating chickens. Fry, never forget, chickens are dinosaurs. Yeah, and Brain, we need to keep killing them and subjugating them. They're shitty dinosaurs, but they're dinosaurs. Making so, ducks pay. <laughs> I sent Russ a meme earlier. Okay, sorry, Fry. Please. Continue. So there, there is one other cast member uh, that we haven't introduced yet who isn't family, and this this also goes back to the questionable employment situation at the farm. Yeah. Uh, not that I think labor laws were super well enforced back in 1843, but this seems just just beyond uh, what should be allowed. Oh, that uh, reminds me, Fry. Did you want my messenger boy? I'm done with him. Yeah, go ahead and send him over. Uh, I'll just keep him in the garage until I have a use for him. Very well. (laughs) 
So they have a, a guard. It's unclear to me why they have a guard, other than presumably to keep their child prisoners there. But he <laughs> he just <laughs> kind of stands around out front, and if someone comes down the road, he yells at them to go away. <laughs> He's um, not here to keep you out. He's here to keep them in. Bingo. He, do- <laughs> he does so with a, a flintlock pistol. I assume appropriate God. for the time. I don't really know much about guns. Well, um, what year was this again? 1843. 18- it would have been the flintlocks were going out and going um, out, revolvers yeah. would have been coming in. But in a shitty town, yeah. they probably would have yeah. still had a flintlock. I mean, the, yeah, the Calvinists fair. probably thought revolvers were satanic or something. <laughs> I'm sure they had to go with God's <laughs> flintlock. Well, no, no well, probably breech loaders, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, they have a, we, we see a conversation between two of the brothers of the family uh, yeah. because there's there's a little kid brother who's trying to be like why why were mary and the housemate getting punished what what they do and so the the well the you see brother, young child they love each other and god says they have to be tortured for that the older brother <laughs> is trying to find a way to say that without saying those words in that order <laughs> sorry man i couldn't resist That's i just so fucking it's good. I, I'm worried about this movie because I feel like I'm going to be really into it when I'm watching it and then I'm going to be furious when I'm done with this movie. And, and so he's trying to explain... Are the brothers brother, gay too? That'd be great. No, no. The, the, he's, he's, oh, wait, they're brothers. That'd be gross. That And also the younger brother is, is a small child. It, it would yeah. be wildly oh, appropriate. that'd be even worse. Um, yeah, but it good. is hard to explain to a small like nine, ten-year-old boy why his sister is being tortured... And uh, so the the explanation first talks about the guard and some of the guard's history with the family. Interesting. As the brother points out, the guard tried to leave a while ago. (laughs) No one leaves the family. And this wasn't allowed. So the, the eldest brother of the family shot the guard in the leg and then savagely beat his leg so that he would never run again. Wait, wait, what's the guard's relationship to the family? Is he an employee or... He, an, uh, I, I mean, he's an employee the same way the maid is an employee, in which ah. he doesn't seem to have any autonomy or... Uh, Indentured like servitude, or slavery, as we like to call it. There's a lot of questions unanswered in this flick. Yeah, we're, we're not going to find out how this That's okay. That's okay. It's a horror movie. They don't have to answer everything. It's probably, probably we, better if they don't. We do get to see the effects of long-term cruelty on people who can only take so much. Mm. So, the uh, we see how the guard is there. And so the brother's like, well, and what? What Mary and Eleanor are doing is much worse than just trying to run away. So they, <laughs> they have to be corrected to get the sin out of them, you see. <coughs> oh, God. Oh, goodness. So we... The... the the family's, you know, coming down harder on them. The uh, the girls start getting a little bit closer with the guard, hoping that they can convince him to let them use the chicken coop as a, uh, a meeting place in the evenings. Uh, they, they bribe him with bread, which he apparently does not get very often. Jesus, tap dancing Christ. This is, yeah. these are so, this is the lowest stakes I've ever... I mean, it's, well, that's not true. It's not the lowest stakes. It's like the lowest rewards I've ever seen. Yeah, we'll give it's you like, some you, bread once in a while. It's like you get sexy time, he gets some bread, and the threat is death by beating. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. So as as the punishments increase, the the guard comes into possession of I, I guess some kind of poison. It's really unclear where this poison can, comes from. It's not really part of the movie. He got some poison. Uh, <laughs> and he uh, he first has the girls test it on some chickens to make sure it's actually good poison. You don't want to you don't want to poison the family and then not kill anybody. That just this gets guard, awkward. This guard is cool. I like this guard. And so they go in there, they feed the poison to a chicken, and then they decide to spend the night together in there. And oh, a small problem has occurred. Oops. The the little brother has gotten out of bed at night and the family is awakened to try to find him. And before long the matriarch finds both of them in the chicken coop. She saw them in the bones. And here's where things get different than you might be thinking. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for this moment. <laughs> she goes in there, and the two girls are in there. They're reading from this book of possibly heretical tales. It's really unclear what this book is. It just has a symbol on the, the cover. It, it just says Satan on the front. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, all the all the the movie itself is divided into three chapters. All of the chapters of which come from this book. Oh, um, okay. So the 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 matriarch finds them in there, and basically levitates the the ma- the housemaid. I knew and she then was a witch. Grabs her by her like voice box and just stabs into her throat around her voice box, essentially muting her. And she is only stopped from killing her by by Mary's pleas. Good thing she we got rid of all the demons in the house. <laughs> Jesus. And then, and then when uh, when she's done muting this girl, she like breaks the spell, and the girl just drops beneath her. So in case you were like, if this was some kind of trick or anything, no, this this the only explanation for this scene that I could come up with is that something supernatural is going on. It's definitely magic, and it, I mean. Isn't all magic powered by the devil? Uh, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> I mean, Jesus did a lot of magic. He that... used to do that. He doesn't do that anymore. Get your head in the game. Those were miracles. <laughs> that isn't magic, you heathen. Go kneel on some rice. Also, they don't oh, happen right. anymore. Jesus Get your was head a cleric, not a wizard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he, they, they don't do that anymore. Ask any modern Christian. They just don't do that anymore. Yeah, that was a was... thing... Back when Jesus was around. It was real show-offy, and people weren't really responding to it. So, you know, he, he Also, too much wine is bad. Yes. For the aforestated reasons. <laughs> so, as you might have guessed, preventing the housemaid from speaking ever again solved all of their problems, and everyone went right with the Lord. <laughs> nice, no, no, nice. Sorry, no, no, that didn't happen. Oh, um, bummer, dude. Instead, it's, you know, unsurprisingly, adds a little bit to their resolve. <laughs> I would reckon so. Wait, I have a question. I have a yeah. question. Visually, when the crone, I'm sorry, the matriarch, steals the voice box from the maidservant, is it more like she just grips her and there's like some kind of magical thing happening? Or does she physically rip part of her throat out? She has like very sharp nails. And so it's just like two puncture marks coming in right ah, here. Oh, I so think so it she... out. So she damaged the voice. I took it as like, it it almost looked like straw was poking out to me. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was cool looking. Yeah, it was was pretty cool looking. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, go ahead. 
So the next day, all of the chickens are dead because they, they all ate some of the leftover poison from the, the chicken they fed. Stupid chickens. I don't want to get all the way into the ending uh, because I, I do think that no, that's, the way that's it all fair. wraps yeah. up. I don't want to tell you what the last thing Mary saw was. I can't do I that. I appreciate that. I appreciate uh, You have to watch the movie for that. I will mm. say some people are going to die. There's oh. going to be some questions that the police are going to want answered. <laughs> A surprise younger brother of Macaulay Culkin will be involved. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. He, he comes by to sell them chickens because all of their chickens are dead. And then he puts on aftershave and slaps his face and runs away? Uh, not quite. Uh, he does some things that affect the plot. This family also has a, uh, a lot of really weird traditions that <laughs> I can't really explain without spoiling parts of it. But let me tell you, these are some weird folk. It sounds like, Fry, you have put forth an exemplary... My, my, my first note here was props to Fry. Describing that plot was wild. Yeah, I was going to say, you have put forth an exemplary example of the, not just the story, but the feel of this movie. Yeah. I almost feel like, like, obviously I haven't seen it, but I almost feel like I'm there. So right. what I wanted to ask you is, like, what do you, what are your favorite, like, moments or feelings or, like, wh what is it you want to say about it that is, like, before well, we move on, like, what do, what do you want to get There's one more scene I want to tell you about. I'm not going to yeah, tell you the, yeah. every, everything that leads into the scene, but we've, we've got someone in an, in an open casket and the rest of the family is mourning. And this family, when someone dies, they spend the next day taking a vow of silence, which is, you know, good, <laughs> right? Don't talk about your feelings. Don't, if someone died, we all better just shut up for a day. Yeah, it's healthy to just beat your horse and stuff. Yeah. So they are standing around her in this ridiculous caricature of mourning because they're all just <laughs> standing there perfectly still with just slightly downcast faces. Yeah. And as they're sitting there just looking at her, just the whole family just watching her, her finger starts to twitch. And... It twitches in time with the only other sound in the room, the ticking grandfather clock. Oh, and cool. It's a really cool moment that I can't explain more details about without giving away a lot of the end of the movie. Yeah, I feel like you'll spoil it if you do that. Don't do that. But it was it was Excellent. a really neat moment in there. Okay. Thank you. Russ, would you philosophize us about this film, please? I don't know if you want me to. I do. But, <laughs> Fry set me up Make pretty it... nicely with that ticking of the clock illusion there. Lots of fate going on in this movie. Mm. From the very, very beginning, the assembled already know what is going to happen to the titular Mary. She's going to be executed. All of this hearing her out is a formality. Um, yeah. She's clearly a witch. Uh, Mary, Mary is fated to die, and apparently she was fated to get here too. And one of the questions in this movie is, is this fate controlled by the god they profess to worship or by Satan or by the appropriately named matriarch herself? And the uh, the book that Fry refers to, uh, the events of the book within the movie, it's called The Old Lady of Bethabara, matches up oh. with the events of the movie. So do we have a prophetic holy book? Is this life imitating art as has happened with many queer relationships before? Or do these witches just really know how to play at fate? 
Another fun fact is that Bethabara is kind of a strange reference to Bethany beyond the Jordan, uh, which is a historical site in Jordan and considered the original location of the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist. Now imagine lesbian women baptizing each other in this site. Oh, the heresy. It's so good. I should note that, uh, according to many researchers, there is no archaeological evidence of Jesus ever having been baptized in these waters, but Jordan is really big on that being the place, so everyone just kind of nods. <laughs> the, the tourism board's got to have something to work with. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet they get a lot of like middle America Christian tourists. <laughs> and there are another fair few biblical allusions that haven't really been mentioned in this podcast or in many reviewers that I've read about, like Macaulay Culkin's younger brother, Rory, uh, who turns up as the wanderer who is very much representing Cain given his propensity for hiding his face and for his very conspicuous mark. And I want to oh. read uh, Genesis 11, chapter uh, chapter 11, verses 9 through 16, because it's some of my favorites. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And he, God, said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground, and now thou art cursed from the earth, which has opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand when thou tillest the ground it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength a fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be on the earth and cain said unto the lord my punishment is greater than i can bear behold thou hast driven me out on this day from the face of the earth and from thy face shall i be hid i shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth and it shall come to pass that everyone who findeth me shall slay me. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. And that and those verses have absolutely nothing to do with the movie whatsoever, and you definitely shouldn't <laughs> unpack all the clues therein. <laughs> you know what my favorite thing about that part of the Bible is? The Lord who knows everything still has to have a conversation with Cain before he's like, oh, uh, yeah, but uh, they can't kill you or they'll be in big trouble. All right, get out of here. <laughs> Hopefully, this version of Cain has his mark dyed blood red. So that's quite mm. a lot of fun. And Well, you did say independent. In this context, Cain has some murdering to do. So did God mm. set this path up, or was he blind to it? Was this justice? Or is God just another absentee landlord? Thank you, Mr. Pacino. You caught me cribbing lines. Are all <laughs> the men in this movie doing God's bidding? Or is there literally no such thing as justice? But here's another rub, or perhaps another plot point. Every single relationship in this movie is a problem. They are all problematic. The most glorified pairing in this movie, in fact, the very source of the title, the relationship between Mary and Eleanor the servant, is master and servant. Mm. Yeah, it seems yeah. like they're both into it and they like shagging, but this is 1843 and Eleanor is literally property. It's not like she would have had the option to say no. And then you have the cops who, from the very beginning, can summarily execute Mary without cause. And that's a normal thing, too. 
And women are kind of presented as ultimately powerful, I guess, but to what end? Like, the matriarch makes mention of them being representatives of the new heaven, which sounds very damning if the best thing they can hope for is to, like, die and be resurrected and fuck it up all again. And the twist at the end of this movie, hatefully, shows us that things are going to continue to limp along like this forever. Things are never going to get better and nothing is ever going to change. And, focusing on the queer in this movie, any step forward that any queer community achieves will immediately set three steps back by any hypocritical powers that be. And this isn't a political podcast, but this is ultimately why I've become actively hostile towards religion. And if you worship any invisible god, you can go fuck yourself. You are the problem. (laughs) And Buddhists, you're on fucking thin ice too. And as my nod to Carlin, sun worshippers, we're cool. You guys have it figured out. So, as Mary reminds us in this movie, perhaps the best we can hope for is a short drop and a sudden stop so this entire farce can be done with. Well, let Russ, uh, uh, bright and cheerful as always. That was wonderful. <laughs> isn't, um, I'm trying to remember, isn't one of Mary's lines at the beginning, let me tell my story and then you can do what you're going to do? Like, yeah. like yeah, she, she understands her fate is fully yeah. predetermined. Well, yeah. I mean, she, yeah, yeah, there was, yeah. Remember, death is not the end. Yeah, sure. Uh, here's the problem I always face with when we do horror movies. This sounds all right. Like, I, I could maybe get into this. But what if you bring me a better one? <laughs> and this is the dice I always have to fucking roll. And I'm trying to figure out if this movie... Okay, you said it was 90 minutes. What year was 89. it? 89. Sure, 89 minutes. minutes. What year? 2021. 2021. That's all good. Do, what I wouldn't know the director, I assume, or anything like that. Eduardo Vitaletti. Okay. I'm not familiar with the with the director. It's his debut. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Hmm. Here's the problem. It doesn't sound like <laughs> a bad movie. This is the kind of movie I'm going to watch and be angry about it for like the next 24 hours. But I don't think there's going to be anything productive about me watching this movie. Because I've seen movies like this. And they're all right. Yes. Yes. Patriarchy bad. Yes, society, bad. Yes, extremist religion, bad. What's it really saying? Now, if you guys have... I, I'm open to counter-arguments, because I don't. it doesn't sound like I would dislike the movie. But if you want to convince me to watch it, that's cool. But I'm kind of inclined to see what else you can come up Here's with. Here's the thing. I don't want to convince you to watch this movie. This movie sucks. Uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> this movie's really bad. However, here's the okay. problem we've run into. I have some movies on offer that would be the fucking tits, but I don't want to make Fry watch them. Because the last few years for independent horror yeah. have been a fucking buffet for people like me. But yeah. not so much for people like Fry. Because I have some things that are off the fucking chain. But I, I don't want I, to make him sit through them because they're brutal. No, part of... Part of his job as a member of this podcast is to watch the movies that we agree (laughs) to watch. And he does have to agree to it. Yeah, but 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 here's my counter. Yeah, but No, see, you're I I understand that, and it may be too much, and you also have to temper your shit, but you guys should agree to a movie. We do that every time. It might be a little outside your comfort zone. Yeah. 
And Fry, it might be a little outside your comfort zone. And Russ, it might be a little tame for you. But try to meet in the middle. So here, you know I, mean? I, I want to explain what happened this week. Because this sure. week was was crazy. So, <laughs> so Russ sends me this, this first movie. And I watch the trailer for it. And it is like, my recollections of the trailer are blood, blood, blood. Everyone's covered in blood. More <laughs> blood is coming from places. Oh, that's a lot of blood. And so I said, hey, Russ, maybe we could get a couple things that are like a little bit lower on the list <laughs> on, on the on the gore and the yeah. first thing he links me after that is a fucking cronenberg movie <laughs> it's brandon cronenberg not david it's brandon cronenberg his son i couldn't tell the difference if i tried because <laughs> okay all right should, should we just watch mad god next time because I, i'm gonna watch <laughs> no, you're gonna watch mad god yeah I mean, I'll watch it before the podcast. Also, it also it's too good. Mad God has like a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, we can't watch that. On, that we, we should not discuss that on this podcast except as a recommendation. Well, let's fuck so with Fry, it. We'll, we'll so come Fry, up with something else. Yeah, we can no, find yeah, something. Yeah. We're, we're going to do this. And here's my, here's my edification to both of you. May the force be with you and also with you. But here's the thing. Fry, try to be open-minded about that the movie can be about something other than blood. And Russ, don't send him fucking torture I was porn. Say, okay? <laughs> That's my edification to both I come of both you. barrels. Yeah. Russ, I... <laughs> plug up one of your goddamn barrels. Fry, be... I know you're already yeah. an open-minded gent, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I. I now that we are, are at the point of the podcast where we're being honest about the movie, this yeah. movie was boring and i regretted choosing it oh i'm so <laughs> glad i escaped it god damn i was I, I it you you did a great job i thought it was going to be fun i was, yeah, th- I was the, thinking the fact about that watching i managed it. to describe this, this as though it were a fun movie is nothing short of a miracle no this maybe movie you're a genius fucking sucks fry you're a genius fry obliterated it this is 30 minutes worth of movie in an 89 minute wrapper Jesus Christ, I'm so glad I escaped it. Okay, thanks. Hey, you know what? And you know so, what? You guys didn't have to tell me that. So, so I many it. shots of candles. So many shots of candles. Oh, my God. Okay. On the other hand, it might, you know, for some people who watch this, you may find out you have a kink for people kneeling on rice. Hey, that's you know what, That's the only thing that's possible. That's you know the only what, good that can come out of this movie. It's not going to be me. I guarantee. I know, it's not my thing. I, I was, like, I almost want to take it <laughs> as, 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 as like, ooh. I'm gonna take it as a personal challenge where I take like a, where I make a 30 minute cut of this movie and make it a thousand <laughs> times better, and then I get an editing Oscar. <laughs> yes. Russ, can I ask you? Did this movie affect you the way that that? Um, oh God, I can't remember what it was called. That stupid rock movie about the demons and the and the larpers. This movie affected me about as much as seeing a dead bird on my walk to work affects me. Yeah, but if you have a strong desire to edit it to become the greatest editor ever, like, it did affect you, just not in a positive way. Well, it would be for spite. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway. I I definitely think there's a good short movie hidden in here, and if you could just carve away enough of it, you'll get there. I'm not sure if Rory Culkin would be included in that final cut. (laughs) I'd include him. He ki- he he like he kills a pivotal character. He does it, kill a pivotal character. It sounds like the matriarch is the most interesting character in the movie. By so very fucking far. 
Yeah, and, and she gets, I'm assuming she gets very little screen time. Okay, boys, we don't have to spin the wheel today because you know what your task is. Therefore, we're going to transition over to what are we watching, and I'm going to lead it out with the low-hanging fruit, Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a little worried it's not as good as the other seasons, but we're going to keep watching. We're only one episode it. in. Shut up. Two. Oh, I haven't seen it in the second one. Two, bitch. And I'm, it's not bad. It's good, but I'm 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 still uh, burned from Boba from Boba Fett. So Boba I almost Fett. said Bob. I almost said Bobby Fett. <laughs> yeah, you know my cousin Bobby Fett. He's uh, he'll hook like you up with the Chevy like dealership. He's got the new line of choice. <laughs> oh, I was now gonna, don't I was let gonna... him sell you that undercarriage coating. You know that's bullshit. <laughs> you know, you Bobby know that's bullshit to wear you. off in six months and there's rust under there anyway. You know, no, the I'm last time Bobby like... Fett tried to sell me a car, there was a snake in the trunk. <laughs> Bobby Fett, he told me that's a feature, and I said to him, Bobby Fett, you know that done escape from your backyard. And he's like, Oh, you got me again. And I was like, Yeah, that's right, Bobby Fett. Now throw in some of that moonshine, I'll give you a hundred extra. Y'all come on down to Bobby Fitz Trucks. We're going to fix you up right. This week's episode of Hey James Watch This brought to you by Bobby Fitz Trucks. Bobby Fitz Trucks. That's right, Bobby Fitz. I'm Bobby Fitz. You come down and buy my crazy deals all the time. I'm Bobby Fitz. See, we have such a desire to make ads that we keep working ads into our jokes. Clearly, uh, this is just an untapped need that you're that's bursting out of us. Well, in order to get ads, we have to have listeners. We have so two we'll dozen listeners. There's no one going to sell us ads. Yeah, no, I bet I can. I bet we could. Uh, hey, all two dozen of you, uh, buy Cheetos this week. Cheetos, mail us some money. <laughs> Good ad done. Yep, that's how I ever. All right, anyway, Man, what are you guys watching? You want a fucking movie? Watch the Banshees of Inisherin. Jesus, I was fucking Christ. I was keeping my eye on that one. It looked really good. Oof. I wasn't sure. Okay. Uh, I have started Carnival, the new season of Carnival Row this week, and I'm I'm really liking it. I think it's it's off to oh, a yeah? great start. Have, did you, either of you watch Carnival Row? I watched the first season, and honestly, I got a little put off by it. It was it wasn't what I thought. What, what put you be. off about it? Uh, it was. I don't think it's a bad show. It just wasn't. It wasn't scratching an itch. I thought it would scratch. Tits and guns. There aren't any. What's that? <laughs> I said tits and guns. There aren't any. Oh, no, no, not. No, it just wasn't as. There are definitely guns. And I feel like there have been some tits. I'm not sure. hundred. Fry, did you feel like someone was like, you know, I liked The Witch. I should make a movie. <laughs> I, uh, I did get that feeling. That is like, someone had an idea for a movie. The vibe I got. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I could do that, and then this movie happened. And then they didn't. Yeah, the, Turns the out they, witch, they couldn't do that. The witch felt fairly concise. Like I never felt bored watching that. Not this. You would feel bored watching this. Oh god, did I? Like I've watched three-hour <laughs> movies that felt shorter than this eighty-nine minutes. I appreciate you guys. Not I, I had to watch this movie in three stints. Holy shit! That was three. 30-minute sections, and I was like, wow. I yeah. could be boiling water right now. Fry, you did a really good job describing it, because I was interested. Like, I described just... the version of this movie I wish they had made. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. So, Fry, Fry, have you been watching anything recently? 
Well, I, I mentioned Carnival Row. I was going to say, he literally oh, just shit. said that. I yeah, want to right. cut Sorry, all of I'm that. Old. No, <laughs> no, never mind. Shut up. We're done with that. We're going to do the outro now. Does anyone have any last thoughts they'd like to leave our listeners with? And I'm so-and-so. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey James Watch This. Have a great day. Don't drink bleach. Thank you.